Welcome to the Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat pod. On today's pod, we review yet another chastening experience as we were soundly beaten 2-1 by Brighton at the bridge. We'll check our thermometers for this week's below-par performances. We look ahead to the season-defining Champions League Woods final second leg versus Real Madrid at the bridge. And our own Bob Barker, Brady, has got... <laughs> he's back yeah. with another Chelsea quiz yeah, for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my brother Craig and our good friend Brady. Miss um, me, boys? Yeah. We Well, yeah, absolutely. You, you've... Badly missed. All you missed. Yeah, thank you for making that work excuse, though. I have work. I was actually just hiding in a ditch crying somewhere, and that was before yeah. the game, so you can, you can tell how I'm feeling now. So, uh, yeah, that's no, not all jokes aside. It's good to be back. Uh, so, yeah. Again, lot to talk about. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it in a sense. Another miserable evening uh, uh, or afternoon at Stamford Bridge. Just, yeah, I guess we'll break it down. Yeah, that's it. We're, up, we're Well, we're up Brighton early today. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, that. That's good. That. Yeah, I got I'm, more that. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Well done. Try and fit some more puns in before the end of the, yeah. the show. Keeping it light-hearted that. early. I'm well, a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of like gallows humour, like laughing when you shouldn't. So um, yeah, I'm all for, I'm all for jokes today. <laughs> well, um, it was a bit of a joke of a performance from Chelsea. Fifty-eight um, percent possession. From Brighton yesterday, very very impressive. Um, we had two shots on target of eight. They had ten of twenty six, which I think is a record. Um, eight uh, eight saves from Kepa yesterday. <laughs> he made some good saves as well. Yeah, yeah really two good. World class saves, I would argue. But yeah, yeah. Um, what was the general consensus at full time after after that game? Yeah, when you say a, a record, obviously, Brighton's 26 shot was the most by an opposing side at Stamford Bridge in the Premier League era. So, talking, you know, 30 years, um, that's the most shots we've ever seen an opposition team have. Um, and it felt like that, to be honest. When you're watching the game, <laughs> it felt like we couldn't get out of our half. They created so many opportunities. Their passing was absolutely fantastic. We couldn't get near them. We we're, were chasing shadows for most of the game. Um, we came out in the first five minutes and sprinted about. Had a tried to press them high. That obviously didn't work. Is absolutely chaos, um, chaotic press. I think we might put some screenshots on the Twitter account this week of just how bad that press actually was. We, we had two players just run sprinting at centre backs. I mean, it was just it was it was really bad. But I would say that you know. At least that was the idea of how we want to play. I think, um, you know, that's the end goal of how we want to play. We want to press teams high and we want to play like that. And that we didn't actually see that under Potter, maybe because it was going to look as bad as this. But um, yeah, at least the, at least we had a go, I guess, in, in that first five, ten minutes. But after that, I mean, it was it was absolutely dreadful stuff to watch. I think at halftime, going in at 1-1, we, we'd had that deflected goal, but really... Brighton absolutely destroyed us in the game, and then the second half, yeah, it was probably even worse. So, yeah, not 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 many positives. I mean, talking about that, I actually um, screenshotted the XG at halftime. They had at halftime they'd had sixty eight percent possession, 
1.46 xg and we'd had 0.2 i mean they just absolutely battered us i mean they should have gone in three three four one up um i just want to talk about brighton for a bit i think they're just they're a really good team um got so many good individuals i mean a lot of us have got to be in our fantasy teams like McAllister, Stupian, Matoma, uh, March, all these really good players in it. And when we're talking about Potter, we, we shows that Potter, you know, he started a really good foundation there and Deserbi's just gone on with it. And again, I, I repeat myself, they just all know, they all know their job. They all know their yeah. job. And they're a settled side. And they haven't probably got the squad to like rotate heavily. Um, so they've got a core. So And they haven't had too many injuries, which helps. But they looked organised, business-like, and we just look shambolic. And it's getting... The performances are getting worse every week, I think. I mean, Wolves was bad. This was worse. I mean, Madrid was what it was. And um, talk a bit a little bit Lampard. I just think that, I mean, obviously we've got a huge game on Tuesday, but it's, it's getting a bit ugly with the performances because Lampard in his presser afterwards was just essentially almost holding himself back from calling out the players in terms of like effort and like they're not trying. And that's usually what people, that's usually what managers say when they're, I'm not saying he's going to get, he's going to believe, obviously, he'll be here to the end of the season, obviously. But, that's what players, effort managers usually say when they're about to go. That's the Mourinho, well, the players aren't even trying now. They're not even running for me. That's what Lampard was initiating yesterday. So, uh, yeah. So, in, ter- in, terms of, in terms of the game, yeah, Brighton were just a lot better. Well, what do we think of the, the setup? So, w- there were a few changes uh, made from the Madrid game, which I think is understandable um, with, with the game coming up on Tuesday. So, we had a few, few different people starting. Um, I'll do a little quiz for you. When was the last? So Trevor Chavel- Trevor Chabler uh, came in. Do you remember the last time he started a Premier League game? Or Liverpool the last way. time he started? Liverpool way, yeah. Do you know when that was? Nil-nil right back, right? Yeah. That was yeah. Midrick's first Midrick's first game, right? So that would have been yeah. just like end, end of January, I guess. End of January, yeah. That's crazy. That's the last time he started a game for us. Yeah, it's not good. It's been three months since he's got proper minutes. Don't like that at all. And you know he looked, you know he was at he looked a bit. I mean, you could say. <laughs> I mean, he got put on absolute skates by Matoma. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, he did. He he, he was embarrassed by him, and yeah, I mean, he's not a right back, and he and as you know, he's, he's my opinion, he's not a very good one on one defender. It's not his strength. Um, and yeah, Matoma's playing very very well at the moment, looking like a really good winger. And uh, yeah, I mean, it goes back to the depth. Like next year, you'd have Gusto playing. Like it's just. You know, we just haven't got the depth in that position. It's been a a real hole in our in our um, squad for a long time, and it, get, it gets exposed time and time again. And it costs us points every season. So I'm, I am happy that we've filled in. But yeah, I mean, there were a lot about we say bad performances, but it's difficult to know that you know when we talk about you know players not running and it looking a mess. You're wondering whether it's tactical because obviously you know Lampard again said that he didn't have time to work on the tra- on the training pitch, or if it's you know a lack of effort. Maybe it's a mix, but it's a mess. I, I definitely don't think it's a lack of effort. I thought that a lot of players on the pitch yesterday gave really high effort, actually, um, led by Conor Gallagher, who I thought was, you know, sprinting around as usual and, and really trying to get everyone else involved as well in that. Um, and as, as I said in the first ten minutes, I think the the press was definitely on. We, we were definitely trying to press high and, and and get up the pitch. But yeah, I mean, tactically, we that that is the huge issue in the in the games and it doesn't help that we we play three games under Lampard and we've played three different formations. You know, we no. played 4-3-3 against Wolves, we played 3-5-2 against Real Madrid and now we played 4-2-3-1 last night. Um, you know, do you think he had the personnel to play three at the back yesterday? Could he have played 
I think he's reluctant. I think he's reluctant. Well, he, he was reluctant to play Reese James ninety minutes, wasn't he? So, he de- I wouldn't have played Reese yesterday either, no. or Silver, or Kante. I think I would have rested all three. I mean, they're they're our three best players probably, and and they're the three. No, that I we do have. criticize Loftus Cheek at right wing back, but I think three four three with Loftus Cheek at right wing back <laughs> would have probably been better. Yeah, well, uh, that's definitely what I would have played. Obviously, I'm not so so um, critical of that to start with, but also, yeah, I think you know the structure of the team just looks so much better. Um, as a three-four-three, three. so I think uh, you know we, we've said before that we've we've had enough of the four-two-three-one, and I think I actually have had enough of the four-two-three-one. I don't I don't want to see us ever play it. Yeah, I don't remember a good performance the last it's, good performance, especially with you know he's playing Sterling. I thought when he I saw that front three of Madrid, Pulisic, Sterling, I thought it'd be quite dynamic, like flip, like uh, moving around a bit. I thought we might see some Madrid up front, which I know Chris has been calling for. Um, you know, rotating where they sort of swap positions and stuff but it wasn't like that at all Sterling actually just had to play as a target man up front and when we couldn't beat Brighton's press which was about 90% of the game um, we, we just hoofed up Kepa just hoofed up to Sterling it was absolutely <laughs> dreadful and it was Sterling versus Lewis Dunk and uh, I haven't got the stats but I'll tell you that he didn't win many of those headers as you might imagine yeah, It was yeah. a funny old game it was it's sort of I think that if you think about how we were trying to play in the game, um, which was quite, it was it was confusing because it, it felt like we were trying to be a little bit defensive whilst also trying to press, which didn't make much sense. And I think that's where loads of gaps were appearing. And they picked the ball up loads in central midfield. And I think we were just completely overrun. Um, Zakaria um, was playing in the midfield with... Enzo and yeah we just couldn't couldn't breathe in there like they they were all over us and they had again the out ball to March and Matoma was always on even with the four which was surprising I mean looking at it from a mental point of view I think obviously the, like every game's a final for Brighton at the moment because they've actually got I think top four's probably gone for them but they've got a real shot of getting in the you know top six which is a huge thing for them getting in the Europa I, League I, I'm sorry, I, Looking at the league I, I don't think top four's gone for them at all is it? I thought if they won they're, 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 they're yeah. seven points off United I mean it's quite it's quite a feat but, but They're seven yeah, points they're, off United yeah but um, they've only played 29 games and they're probably going to go above Spurs and Villa, right? So you, yeah, if I mean, you're they saying that, they, they could definitely cut Spurs in fifth. Um, I'd say that top four is looking looking a bit of a mountain to climb. But I mean, it, it it's definitely they've got a chance. But that they're, they're obviously um, they're in tune for those games. Every game's a final for them, and, and it's clear that this game. I mean, I wasn't here for the last pod, but I would have said two one or two 0 Brighton. I'm not in a pessimistic way. It's like Brighton. This is a huge game for them, and for us, it's just the sort of game before a huge game. I mean. The players are, are a little bit waiting for that Real Madrid game to see what happens. And, you know, I think actually if we go out in the Champions League, the performance is probably improving the league. One, because we're going to have a bit more rest. We've got a week's rest before um, Madrid to Brentford. And also they'll have, they'll have that sole focus of um, not having the Champions League in the back of your mind. So, um, and obviously if we go through in the Champions League, that which, you know, we're a miracle at this point, but it will like revitalise the players. So, I did think that this game was not a write-off, but it was a very difficult one mentally. But it didn't have to be as bad as it was. I mean, I'm happy to lose 2-1 to Brighton, but to like be like at one point where we had three shots and they had 20, it's just unacceptable. So, yeah, I mean, let, let's yeah. talk a little bit about Chelsea's upcoming games because the likelihood is that we, we lose to 
Real Madrid on or go out to Real Madrid on on Tuesday. About eighty five percent of the time, that's going to happen. Um, and the rest of our Premier League games, of which there's seven, is Brentford at home, Arsenal away, Bournemouth away, Nottingham Forest at home, Manchester City away, Manchester United away, and Newcastle United at home. How many points do you see us realistically getting from those last seven games, assuming that, like you say, we, we, we get a bit of uptick in performances after getting knocked out of the Champions League? Anyone available, right? I'd say we'll get six, seven. I think we can six. get ten, maybe. Ten? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at those games and I'm thinking we're in trouble for points. I mean, City away, United away. Newcastle at home to end the season. If we actually need points from those games, the last three games, let's say the next four games, you know, we get four points from Brentford at home, Arsenal away, Bournemouth away, Forest at home. Let's say we beat Forest at home and draw one of the other games and lose the other two, which by the way is not very unlikely. We're going to need points from City away, United away, or Newcastle at home. What? Sorry. To, to stay up in the Premier League. I mean, uh, we've, got like, 30, we've got 39 I points. I don't, I don't think we're going down. I mean, we're, tw- we're 12 points clear of... We're 12 points clear of everything. I don't really talk about that. I don't mean to be silly and talk about going down. But we're talking no, about... I, I really don't think... Like, it, I, th- I think we're lucky good. that Tuchel got 10 points. We talked about this at the start of the pod. We're lucky that Tuchel got 10 points from 18 available to start. Because then we would be in trouble. Yeah. But, and that, that, that uptick that Potter had, you know, the Leicester away, Leeds at home... Um, even the Everton at home, uh, you know, seven points in nine out of nine, has been huge for us. Because if we were still on, you know, 33, 34, it, w- it would be looking a bit shaky. So, I mean, I, I feel for the players in a sense where a lot is going on. It's a whirlwind at the club. It must be very difficult. But there are just certain standards. And to get to get peppered by Brighton like that, and I know I've said they're a good team. I mean, it could have been seven. Let's be honest. It could have been six, seven, one. I mean, mm. they had a lot of chances. Kepa made yeah, some fantastic. Could have been, could have been four or five for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Kepa made some. Kepa made some. Talking about maybe in the temperatures. Kepa made some, some fantastic saves. Okay, his distribution was bad, and he has to go. But he actually, yesterday, mate, yeah, he kept it respectable yesterday. To be honest, um, yeah. I mean, Kepa, Kepa obviously, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll say that his, his shot stopping there in the game was was decent, but again, his distribution was absolutely horrific. He complete, completed twenty one percent of his long balls again. I mean, you're losing the ball 80% of the time he's kicking it long. I just don't understand how it could possibly continue. Kepa won't be our number one next season, that's clear, I think. I think we're going to have a new number one. But I think yesterday he kept it respectable. And, you know, it it didn't Wolves was bad. I don't think Lampard's games, we talk about Lampard a little bit, is that we've generated two XG under Lampard in, in three games. The last three under Potter, I'm not, I, I wanted Grand Potter to go, so I'm not saying the board made a mistake. But we generated over six and a half XG in the last three games. I think what's happened is is that the players actually quite like Graham Potter. And although the fans and everyone else wanted him, they were actually fairly p- happy playing under him. Like not, not ideal. But I think they're a bit disillusioned. I think they're wondering, why, why did we sack him now? Well, because we stuck it out. And I do think the timing of the sacking is quite poor from the board. I think they should have either... I don't know what you boys think. I think they should have sacked him earlier or just given him this. In hindsight, maybe just give him the season and then just do some scouting and recruiting for managers behind the scenes. Because it sounds I mean, like... This men- is, yeah, this is, something, well, this is something I mentioned on the pod previously was 
Not, I mean, you guys were up for sacking. I just said, give them the rest of the season. And this I, is I, always, I think you've been, been proved right there, Chris. Definitely. I, well, I think that this is, this is the... I agree. There wasn't any reports coming out of the dressing room, like we've seen with previous, previous managers, that, you know, oh, everyone's, you know, there's, there's people are kicking off, people are not happy with game time, that kind of thing. Yeah. We didn't really hear that. There was, there was a bit of silly stuff like Harry Potter. And, that, that usually when you get, you know, you get that athletic deep dive every time a man gets get sacked. Um, Matt Law said, you know, that in, in, um, he talked about it. There was no like real dirt on Potter. None of the players are like, oh, I'm really unhappy. He didn't play me. None of that that you've had on Lampard and Tuchel. The players maybe taking a mickey out of him a bit, maybe unsure about his, um, a little bit unsure about his experience. That's natural. But you could tell the players were fighting for him in the quotes, you know, we're going to be a fan. Jack Grease James was like, we, I remember he said we might be able to take over the world with this team. Loftus Cheek was like, we're still playing for the gaffer. Like, the fans wanted him gone a long time ago, but the players, I think, are a little, their heads spinning. I don't think they. I think they thought. I think they thought the Potter deserved the job to the end of the season. And I think. I think it shows in the performances. I think the players, the players are not mentally there at the moment, and you can tell there's been a real downgrade in performance for me since. It, it's only been. Game. It's only been three games since since he left. Craig, um, you, yeah, I don't think you can argue was, that we've got a lot worse. Was away at Real Madrid. <laughs> like the last thing. This is just a complete like overreaction to, to the no, three I games. Agree. I don't, I don't agree with that. I think something's happened. I actually don't agree with that. I think something's happened where if you even look at the Liverpool game where that was actually part of staff, I mean, they, we were up for that. I mean... And it, but that, that's like, a home game against Liverpool. That isn't away at, at Real Madrid. You, 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 all right, but you've got home game against Brighton. I mean, Liverpool is but, good as Brighton, aren't they? No. Brighton are a much better team than than what about um, the Wolves game? Than, than Liverpool, but also also hey, also by the way, Liverpool um play, rested all their players. They didn't have they didn't play Trent, Robertson, Salah. I mean, they had no one playing for them that night. It's the weakest Liverpool team okay. they probably if put out in the last we, decade in the Premier League. If we play, if we go out to Real Madrid, which is obviously inevitable, if we play well against Real Madrid, we we'll go out anyway. I think it might happen. I think we might turn up Tuesday, and I think we'll talk about it later. But I think we might go out. Uh, in you know go out go out fighting and then we actually start to play well in the league okay maybe i'm wrong but at the moment i think the play something's happened with the players i think they i, I think we should have sacked potter a lot later or a lot earlier he should have gone even like Notts forest away where we drew i mean that was early but even then the the the, it, the, the players were players weren't happy in, in terms of like the results the, the season wasn't salvageable then and even top them away apparently top them away they're like right he's gonna go sack him then then because they've hung on and hung on, and now the season is just a dud now. So, so, so the, one of the reasons that they sacked him, and this obviously theory hasn't been completely proven because the the clauses in the contract aren't released. But the as soon as we dropped to eleventh, we sacked him, um, and we paid him a very low compensation considering the five year contract he had. We only paid him thirteen million pounds, um, right. and he has a clause in his contract that meant that if he was in the bottom half of the table, we could sack him for basically a quarter of the payoff. Of, uh, well, that's probably why they've done it. Then you probably you probably searched it then. But I think for the club, detriment they've made a financial decision that on the pitch has been detrimental to the club because this season is probably this well, season we need, we need the money. The the financial aspect of it is incredibly important to us right now because we're not going to make Champions League football and uh, we're scrapping around for FFP. I mean, we just restruck um, took the extra year on Enzo's contract yeah. to save basically three or four million on FFP. So it wasn't even a, a huge amount of money. Um, so I think the club is scrapping around for for money for for the rolling three year FFP period, and if we can save you know thirty million 
on Potter's compensation, I think that is a no-brainer to sack him because uh, uh, there's no chance that he's going to be, uh, you know, let's say he does have an uptick form and he ends up finishing ninth. Well, now it's going to cost us 30 million more to sack him in the summer. I mean, it's a no-brainer. And and also, you know, it's pretty obvious that, that Potter's not the guy for Chelsea. Uh, no one wanted him to stay. It's easy to look back and now we've lost, you know, three games and be like, oh, you know, should should have kept Potter. But remember the games were turning up to underground Potter as well. We had absolutely awful performances. I'm just saying that there's there's a way that you can do it where you, you basically mentally sack him in the summer unless he has a huge, huge uptick. And then you just look for you look for managers behind the scenes. Like, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it, it's definitely easy to say that now, but I think the the downside for keeping Potter is much greater than the upside. I, I wasn't expecting us to have a great run of Lampard when he came in. You know, I wasn't expecting that at all, I, I and especially not that... the, the game sandwiched in between these two Real Madrid games. As you said before, you know, it wasn't expected. It was almost a, a write-off game for us. Um, and you know, in terms of the burnabout, it was a poor performance away at Wolves. There's no doubt about that. But I'm, that's only one game. I'm, I'm not going to. You know, sit here and say that also, we, we should have kept Potter. Before we move on, I think some of the team selections and the subs were absolutely appalling yesterday. Why Hakim Ziyech is getting minutes, I have no idea. You've got Nani Madueke, he's not in the squad. I yeah, don't that, understand that's it. so poor. I, I don't understand it. And, and Lampard has to take um, culpability and accountability for that. He's always promoted the young players. He was known for it. He, I mean, we have to thank that Lampard in, in a big sense for bringing through Reese James and um, Mason Mount. I don't know. I don't know if Madueke is walking around in training. I can't see the guy having a bad attitude. I don't. Why is Hakim Ziyech playing? I don't understand. And also Pulisic starting again. You, you can you can set your clock to it. Like I've said, six point five on foot mob shouldn't be at the club anymore. We why are you pri- <laughs> why are you, why are you prioritizing players? They should be they should be playing in the reserves. Okay, let's have it right. When you've got thirty two players, they should be the ones at the back of the queue. Okay. We need to prioritise the younger players. And Lampard, has, it, it's very tone-deaf for me. Like, all, we all want, at the moment, a bit of energy. Like Gallagher yesterday. Okay, Gallagher might even go in the summer, but he needs to give energy. Like, when's he I, 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 As well, like, st- starting Sterling up front when you've got Aubameyang there who can't play on, on Tuesday night in a write-off game. I mean, just give him... I just don't understand... You know, Sterling is not a striker, and especially not a striker in a 4-2-3-1 where you're going to be quite isolated. I just, yeah, crazy. And also, I thought Mason Mount was going to be given like an hour to maybe start on Tuesday, and he just gives him 16 minutes at the end. I, I don't... I, don't I, I do it. think he'll start Mount on Tuesday. I, well, I really after do. 16 minutes against Brighton, it's a terrible preparation. It's just, yeah. you, you needed to give him longer than that. You just give him a little run out, and you're going to chuck him in at the start against Real Madrid. And like he's going to be up against Cruz and Cas- Cruz and um, all those guys. It's like, and, and Modric. It's like, it's not, it's not... Frank's been given heavy load, heavy load, and I'm not going to get on Frank Lampard at all, but some of the selections and substitutions, I mean, it's carried on from Potter. The substitutions and selections this season generally been appalling, really bad. I think it's, it's, it's very difficult with the amount of players. And I think when you're coming back to your kind of previous point, we haven't really seen, usually when a manager leaves, you get like new manager bounce. We haven't really seen that. And we're seeing yeah. more more team selection issues where... People just get in minutes, and it's just we have just too many players. I think that's that's the kind of long. And I short get that. Way. I get that. But I'm sorry. Like, it's easy to see that like Ziyech is going to go, and maybe because he was at he, maybe because he he was their players before. Like, he actually brought in Hakim Ziyech, didn't he? So maybe it's a little bit of that. But like, he's got to see that like you know these players are 
I mean, Pulisic has so many bad performances under Lampard. I don't know why he's like he was good for him and bad, but like I don't know why. I'd like he's to say uh, I'd like to say he's putting Pulisic in the shop window, but uh, I think his price went down by another few million. That's million. what I said. Like, like, trying to sell, like I said, you're trying to sell a car with three wheels. Like it's like it's, it's not going anywhere. You know, his price is his price is going down five million every time he plays. So yeah, just probably I mean, he was at, he was absolutely shocking yesterday, Pulisic. Just, I guess these we'll get players there. they should not be in the squad for match days. Simple. Uh, I called him out last week, Pulisic. The fact that he started, people got to see exactly why. He his his. I don't know what's going on. Like he was. I tell you now, he was the first. He was like, if you look at like the sort of player positions, he was one of the furthest players forward for us yesterday, um, Pulisic. And I think um, in terms of touches in sort of the last third, he had one of the lowest. He had almost no. I think. Almost no progressive carries. Like, what? What exactly was he doing on the pitch? He's because he, his head's in. He, he knows he's going. They're not going to. It's not from off new. They're never going to offer him a new contract. So he's off. So same as Ziyech. He's in the same boat as Ziyech. Ziyech's head is in Paris. You know that, that's that's obvious. So I don't know. I, I tell you now, progressive distance. Yeah, Michaela Mudrich, hundred and sixty-four yeah. yards. Yeah, absolutely. Tried to do something with the ball yesterday. Christian even, Pulisic. Yeah, at the end, there was there was a shot. There was a run and a shot. He blazed over the bar. He's very. Rudrick is very raw, and I think he'll divide opinion because he does look a bit. Not always, uh, like, for me. Like, he's but, he's looking like he's going to do something on the. Pitch. It looks like a youth play. It looks like a youth player sometimes. Like very raw. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, like he kind of you get very frustrated with him, but he's got something special in him. I mean, I, if you haven't watched it, I really recommend you watch the goal uh, Celtic away. One of the a fantastic goal. Just went past seven players in this top corner and just, yeah, that goal had me hooked. And um, it's going to take a while to get going. And, you know, we get so much banter from Arsenal fans. I actually was like, um, had an Arsenal fan last night. Like he doesn't even know football. And he's like, oh, yeah, he should have gone to Arsenal. And just like, just constant banter about that. But I think he will come well, good for us. So. He's, got, he's got two assists so far this season, which means he's got the joint most. Yeah. More, and more, he's, apparently he's more than in... Anthony. Well, well, yeah, not, and he's done it. Not, not going to rave about in, this from yesterday. He's done it in five starts, and that's a quarter of what Mason Mount and Raheem Sterling yeah. have achieved that in. So clearly, he can do something. Yeah, yeah I, I, I haven't. I haven't seen it with Madrid at all. I, I, I don't think I'm, I'm very concerned about him. Um, I, what do you think of the goal yesterday? Very poor goal from Conor Gallagher. He passed it to Gallagher on the edge of the area, didn't he? Yeah, he picked the ball up in, what, our own half. He ran 50, 40 yards, and then instead of playing it out wide, he played it inside to Gallagher. At the shot. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to give, uh, I'm not going to give Madrid too much credit for for yesterday's performance. I thought he was, you know, it, it maybe wasn't as bad as Christian Pulisic, but I'm not going to say that he was, uh, he, he had a good game or anything. Well, we seem to be talking about players' form, so I want to introduce our new section today. Ooh. A new section. It's a bit of a deviation. It's our new section, freezing or tepid, because there's no, <laughs> there's no point doing calling it temperatures. It's, it's, it's too. It's freezing or tepid. Who's freezing this week and who's tepid? Because there's no warming up. I'm surprised no you tepid. We, we've abo- we abolished boiling hot last last week when yeah, you so went in. There's no warming up. I think there might be a couple going into tepid, but this week. The new section, freezing on tepid. 
Okay, we've just replacing start. just replacing temperatures. Yeah, just for now. Yeah, because at the moment the temperature maybe next week like, this is our new section. You know, just just while we're in this little period, maybe maybe this section will only be a one and done, but or maybe you know so next week and we can move back onto the temperatures. But this is our new section, freezing the tepid because there's no point saying temperatures because that sort of indicates that there's actually someone could be boiling hot. They're not going to be, are they? So freezing and tepid, we'll call it this week. <laughs> Go on then. All right, shall I start? Yeah. Right. There's a player I'm going to go absolutely in on here, and it's Joe Felix. Joe Felix yesterday came on for half an hour, and it was one of the worst cameos I've seen for a Chelsea player. He he jogged about. He tried. He pressed the. I don't know. I don't play FIFA. He tried the flick FIFA thing about ten times. Lost the ball. Lost the ball for the second goal. Um, gave gave up possession. Not saying the second goal was his fault because it was a fantastic strike. He is, we are in the trenches at the moment, yeah? It's saving Private Ryan time. And he is, he is the last player you want in the trenches. He doesn't track back, he doesn't press, and he doesn't offer enough goals or assists. In a, he's a fancy player, he looks good on the eye, he's got a lot of, he's an extremely skilled player, but I don't know why he puts these football boots on, because he might as well play on the beach. He'd be good at beach football, because he's unbelievable at like flicks and tricks. But when it comes to shooting, pressing, what you need in the Premier League, not good enough. Get back, get back to Madrid, mate. Uh, 80 million, I wouldn't pay 40 million. Not the kind of player that we need. Not having Cuckoo coming in. He's in the freezer. Absolutely terrible, Jao Felix. He's been, he, was, he was poor against, against Madrid, okay, he, he got the chance. But yesterday, it was really poor. And I think that there's a lot of debate. I know you boys had a debate on Only Social last week about it. He annoyed me yesterday, and you can't come in in a game like that where we're getting destroyed and just jog about. And it was such a bad substitution. To bring, to bring him on instead of Mount in that game by Lampard was so poor. So, yeah, yeah. Not, not happy. Like, Felix, very skilled, fantastic player, but I can, you can tell why Simeone's lukewarm in him. You can, t- you, you can tell why, wow, this player's amazing. Why, why is he being loaned out? If he's so amazing, why is he being loaned out in the first place? So, yeah. It's an easy, really, really easy back to Madrid. We had a bit of fun, you know. So yeah, done. He's done for me in the freezer. Get back to Madrid, son. That's for me. Uh, I think it's really easy to um, criticise players in this situation where we're looking absolutely horrific as a team, and obviously the biggest issues on the pitch are, are tactical. I, I do. I I be careful to. He was jogging about yesterday. Rewatch the game, he was jogging. He was yeah, letting players go by him. You can't do that. Can't it's, do a, that. it's, you know, the 30-minute the cameo in, a, in an awful game against Brighton when we're getting completely dominated and not having possession. It's, it's definitely not the perfect environment for, for Felix to succeed. I'll, I'll definitely yeah. give you that. And, and also, the you know, I think I, I tweeted this yesterday. You can see definitely why Simeone didn't like him. I think, you know, for a team that's out of possession a lot, like Atletico are, especially in big games, he's not the guy you want in, in that it's situation. Like two, it's, two, it's, two, it's GA, it's, it's two slash GA in, 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 in like a thousand minutes or something. He doesn't, doesn't get any numbers either. Well, I, I wouldn't say that he was playing in a particularly strong team right now um, for, for that situation um, either. So I, I, I do think... I don't from, think it's got much to do with that. I think, go on. From the eye test point of view, and just looking at him as a player and, and receiving the ball in type spaces and, and how skillful the player he is, he does he does pass the eye test, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I think 
production has been an issue for him in his career as well and criticism of him uh, off the ball. So I think we're seeing, you know, the weaker parts of his game really shining through at the moment and we're not really taking advantage of the stronger parts of his game. Again, I I think I spoke about this on the last pod where I, I said I wouldn't prioritise that signing, but I do think if we can get it done, I think he is, a, you know, an outstanding player as well. So, um, yeah, but definitely, yeah, you don't see the best of him at the moment. I'm not seeing the best of him. Okay. Tepid. I'm going to steal. I'm going to go with Conor Gallagher. Uh, probably everyone's going to get just, just a lot of ferocious energy. I mean, we've we've called him out for maybe being. Um, I mean, obviously Chelsea uh, accepted a bid for him uh, in, in over the World Cup break, and it was, um, and he didn't want to go. Fair enough, but yeah, I think he was really good yesterday. I mean, he's got. I mean, it was a lucky goal, but he was in there. Um, he, he, he linked up well with Mason Mount at the end. He actually, I think he ran out of energy where it was a little one-two at the edge of the box. And I think he's like power bar just drained and it was actually, he couldn't actually, uh, he'd, he'd run himself into the ground. But I mean, at the moment, it's like the bet, it, it's kind of a bit of a, a kind of a basic thing to say. When you're playing badly like this, you want to see effort. And I don't know if that's a kind of like a sort of, um, like a, a basic thing to look for as a fan, but you're looking for effort. You're looking for a bit of, Get getting the crowd going a bit of effort and yeah he he did that and he was everywhere and a lot a lot of pressing scored the goal looked better yesterday I think probably he should still be sold in the summer but definitely a, a tepid you know just was one of the best players on the pitch yesterday and yeah that's why I'm going to give him tepid I I wouldn't say he was one of the best players on the pitch but for us well, I would for, say. Us, for us yeah, no, yeah. No, for us no, 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 sorry. Yeah. I'm not including Brighton here like I, like, I would yeah. say that, that Gallagher was playing yesterday in the position that he played for Crystal Palace, where he won, yeah. was in the Premier League team of the season. He played number 10 in a 4-2-3-1. And yeah, he, I think he's very comfortable in that position, especially when for a team that doesn't have the ball as much as the other team, which is what we did yesterday. We sort of played the role of uh, of the counter-attacking team. And, and that's exactly his strength. He can play 10 in a, in a team that counter-attacks and he presses and works hard. And yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's his role. It's his position. That's uh, that's it for me. That's my freezing and tepid this week. Nice. Okay, I can. Uh, I'll give it a go. Um, freezing for me, also with a little bit of the Madrid game. Um, Wesley Fofana. I thought he struggled again yesterday. He was fairly culpable for the for the Welbeck goal. He he just looked like he was really in a. I don't know if he had recovered from the Madrid game mentally, but really struggled um, throughout the game positionally. Obviously, I think the players around him probably didn't help. He had Chalaba to his right, Zakaria, who had a poor game to his middle. I thought Badishil also didn't have his best game. Um, so, but yeah, he, he looked pretty exposed and I worry about him. I don't think there was a lot of leadership quality shown in that defence. And Silva was clearly a big miss for us. He wasn't playing. And he didn't really show many leadership qualities yesterday. It all just felt like they were all just sort of hanging in there, trying to help do things, but never really in control of the situations. I think you could see that from the, the Welbeck goal. The, they both, I think Chalaba and him, ended up sort of next to uh, Welbeck as he, he scored. And... It's just a bit of a, for all the chances I think Brighton created, which were really impressive, to just chip the ball in from the right-hand side, I think we would, we would kind of hope that they would do that. And for them to score from that is very, very disappointing, I think. So, yeah, a little bit, uh, 
a little bit worried about Fofana last couple of games, so hopefully he can turn things around on Tuesday. I think Potter, I think sorry, Fofana was getting in a real groove under Potter. Um, he seemed to be really finding some form, so I'm not sure if the manager changes affected him a little bit, like I alluded to earlier. But yeah, the last few games have definitely been a downtick in performance. But you know, he's still young, and I do still think long term he'll be good. But um, I mean, I he's think also, of... I think also to Craig's point earlier, I think also the formation changes that yeah. are happening, which affect the defence, I think, more because we're under pressure a lot. Def- definitely affect. Say. There's a big difference between paying two and three at the back for the centre-backs, you know. Well, you could see in the positioning that Fafana was almost, and Chalaba were almost like standing on top of each other, which makes sense because they both sort of come from playing right centre-back yeah, I mean, in three. Go back to Lampard, we played three formations in a week and when the club's already chaotic, you have to say that's probably been a mistake. He probably should just settled with three four three and just played it. I mean, it... The three four three should just be the, the the setting for us. I mean, it's just it's just our, but it's just since Tuchel's been in, and even we're under Conte, it's just it's just our formation, and it just suits us best. I mean, obviously, the issue is is that we you know we didn't want to probably play Loftus Cheek at ring, but I think Loftus Cheek was actually injured yesterday as well, so that might have been that, that, that right side of the pitch for us yesterday with Chalaba, Fafana, Zakaria, and. Pulisic was just absolutely shocking and just all over the place. I think you see that from the average positions. I mean, Zakaria actually ended up having a lower average position in the game than Fafana, which, I mean, it's just absolutely laughable. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Matoma's on that side, so they're so strong there. So. Um, tepid for me. Um, I actually think uh, Mudrik had a good game um, for, what, for like? what we were trying to do. I thought he... He looked like someone who wanted to do something on the ball. I thought he he ran well. I thought we made a huge mistake in the game by not using more of him. Um, I think most of our attacking possession came down the the right, which was absolutely bizarre considering that that was Pulisic side. But I guess that makes sense because Matoma was quite a big outlet for them. So when we received the ball back on the right, it made sense to go down to Pulisic, who lost the ball often. Um, which was disappointing, but we didn't. We had no switches of play in the game, zero, which was a big problem. And you know, when they're overloading on the left, you, as a football player, you know if you see a lot of players on one side of the pitch, they can't all be on the other side. So it looked a little bit to Enzo to help us out, and he he struggled a lot in the game. I think um, couldn't find that, that outlet. That was an issue under Lampard previously. The the no switches of play, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It was and. It it's uh, as you probably mentioned before. It's a tactical issue with the, how we're playing, and there was no clear game plan. The game plan for me was get get Mudrick the ball, and if we you know we did that in the first period of the game, and obviously we we got a fortunate goal, but that should have been the catalyst for us to say actually this is a good idea. This guy can can run at people. He can do something, and we can get up the pitch a bit better. Pulisic. I thought Brian were, were aware of that as well. I mean, the 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 strategy just to say, oh, we can just hoof it over the top to to Mudrick and he'll use his pace to get in behind. But Brian were very aware that that we were going to. Yeah, you can, you can be aware, aware, but he's the fastest yeah. player in the world, basically. So well, Deser- Deserbi has obviously coached Mudrick as well for a long time at Shakhtar, and you know they, they, they he got in behind once, I think, behind um, is it Veltman and early, and then he ended up getting subbed off. And yeah, I think I think they were just prepared for that. They stopped then, those long, they stopped those long switches, right? and yeah, he got him booked. But then he got injured, I think. Right, Feldman. 
really early, like the 20th, 30th minute, something like that. Yeah, it made him pull his hamstrings. I mean, the thing of Midrick is he played 90 time. minutes. He played 90 minutes. At the end of the game, he had that he had that driving run and shot. He still got the energy at the end of the game, you know. He doesn't flag yeah. too much. Like he's, he's well, got that, some, he's that got was the first time he did that's the first time he's completed ninety minutes. Yeah. It's just absolutely mind-boggling. It's not. I, I don't find that mind-boggling at all. I think the reason he's not completed ninety minutes is he's not been very good in the games that he's played. Um, I can give you the names of the people who have played in his place, and you. Can, I don't think you could tell me that they're offering a. He's he's offering something that no one else in this team, and maybe in some parts of the league, have, which is raw pace. We don't have it. We've never really had it. He has it, and he can dribble. He's quite good at dribbling, actually. Why are we not utilising that as an option? He's actually not... like he's actually very good at finishing as well. He hasn't showed it too much, but he's actually got a very good finish in him. So he hasn't yeah, played looking enough. Forward to, looking forward to seeing it. I know you're obviously very critical of uh, of Felix's finishing, but yeah, we, we obviously Mudrick hasn't scored for us yet. Um, well, so as we... I said, it's his it's his first start. Um, when was when was the last time he started? Villa, Villa at home. So he hasn't um, he hasn't played for a couple of weeks. He could have played in the Liverpool game. He could have played against Wolves. He needs minutes. As it's, it's his first ninety minutes, he's a. Uh, we have to get him on the pitch. He is offering something that no one else is doing. I, I, I think the oh, Felix the Felix comparison. I think we'll have players who are like Felix that are still maybe not to that extent. He is extremely skilled, Felix, like fantastic, like one on one, but like. We have players that are going to be like that, you know, in Cuckoo, if we keep Mount, um, Sterling's a little bit like that. Like, Mudrick is a different deal. He's just like so fast, so raw, can do things that other players yeah, can't. Yeah, definitely, like. definitely has the potential to improve Mudrick. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and yeah, his yeah, poten- yeah. his potential is there to look. But I, I do like your um, saying that he, he reminds me of a youth player. That, that is what he reminds me of, you know, as well yeah. when I see him play. And you're talking about that cut in at the end of the game. I mean, he cuts in from the right and shoots from 30 yards. I mean, when when we've got five minutes left to get an equaliser, I don't think that's good. I'm not going to praise him for that. So, um, yeah. I don't mind people having a go, to be honest with you. And if he doesn't play for another three weeks, again, doesn't start, I think that's a disgrace. I mean, that's a 0.02 XG shot. It's just, it's not it's not the play at that point in the game. He had, the last game he played, started Villa, he had 0.6 uh, expected goals. Why? Why is he not starting the next game? It's just it. It baffles me. It really does. I don't understand it. Hmm. I agree. I agree. All right, Craig. Craig. Freezing and tapping, mate. Yeah, I mean freezing. Uh, you guys have bypassed him, but I don't know how. Maybe because we talked about him earlier. But Christian Pulisic played fifty-six minutes yesterday on the pitch, but you wouldn't know it. Because he was absolutely shocking on the, he barely had the ball, and when he did, he just got pushed off it. It was one of the most embarrassing performances I've seen from a, a forward in a long, long time at Chelsea, and what's one of the worst games we've seen at Chelsea in a long time as well. I mean, I, I, I don't know what else to say. He, he sh- I think we sort of talked about it earlier. Like he shouldn't be playing to start with. And then when he does play, he just reminds you of, of how awful he is. He's not competitive in duels as well. We talk about Felix and, and saying that he's not competitive. Pulisic is exactly the same. He's so weak off the off the ball. I think one of the things we thought when we signed him from Dortmund, their style of play, is that his pressing would be really good. 
It's not good at all. He actually doesn't work hard. He's got worse and worse and worse. You know, these young players that, that come into the, the, the club at the age of 21, 22, <clears throat> the idea is, is that they take big strides. And by the time they get to 24, like Pulisic is, or 25, 26, you know, they're looking like top players. Pulisic has absolutely no chance of ever being a top player. He reminds me of a cricket player where, you know, cricket players, they, they play for, their, for, their, for England, they play really well, but for the county, they don't bother. So he's basically just waiting for the international games. He just, for Chelsea. Yeah, it's he's nice that so you get to play the Dominican Republic and uh, Venezuela. Even, for, even, at, even at the World oh. Cup, you've got to say he turned up. He, he looked good. Like he played better opposition then. When he, when he puts that American shirt on, he's captain. And they make him the main man, and they Molly called him, and you're the man, and you're the American Messi, and all that, and all that. You know that joke from, from that video that came out that the guy was trying to sell the, the shirt, and he was like saying he's like the American Messi or something like that. But like, um, yeah, he just he's not been up to standard for like for like years, really. And you know he had that lockdown period; he looks incredible. He got a couple of injuries, and he's just looked worse and worse. Like you said, every season he's lost his pace one on one. He's always been like he's always been able to like nick a goal, but that's gone this year. Um, he's ticked along with goals and assists in past seasons, but that's gone. He's got uh, one goal, one assist, and twenty-one appearances this year. His he's, he's value at the moment on transfer market, I said a quick look, is thirty-two million. If we can get thirty-two million for him, time to pop out of champagne because just get twenty million for him, twenty-five million, go. Yeah, absolutely, and and yeah. I think he will be sold in the summer, which is again baffling why he's he's starting these games when he when he definitely will be sold. I think um, uh, we have the FFP numbers, and Chelsea's break even point for Pulisic is ten point five million. So anything over that is a contribution to positively to FFP for this rolling three year period. Just so who, who is going to buy him? Who would buy him? Maybe like he's not. Yeah. He's absolutely not suited to the Premier League. He has no. to go abroad. Who's going to for him? Go? For him to be better. And to show that he can he can improve, like as I mean, a player. I know Man United are sniffing around. I mean, they can have him. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he, he won't he won't get to United. I, I think a team like Juventus or something is a, is a move yeah. for, for Pulisic. I was I was thinking this for Gallagher as well. I think Gallagher would be a, a good move for for Juventus as well. You know, just they're, they're picking up these sort of I lower end financial problems though. Then they get points deducted and stuff. Sorry, I, I, just as a club, I, I have no yeah. idea about Juventus' finances, but I, I think you know, yeah. as a club, as a fit for for these sort no, of players, sorry, I think. Sorry, sorry, I thought you were going to buy a option. Yeah, I mean, um, just on Pulisic, obviously he limped off against Man City on the fifth of January. Um, he's had one start since. Obviously, he started against Brighton. He's had one start since then, which was against Everton uh, in the middle of March. So, it, 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 he's not going to play against Madrid. I hope. Whether he plays, he's right. not going to probably play against Brentford. So why is he starting this game? It is a it is a strange one when you've got Madueke who. I mean, clearly... Madueke wasn't in the squad. This remember, so that Madueke is a couple levels below Lampard's thinking. He, like maybe like do you see what I mean? Like, they, he's a, he's basically just like not ice, but like basically there's a queue at the moment. There's a big post office queue of players, and there's some at the front and some at the back. You've got the silver and whatnot at the back at the front, and you and you should be Ziyech, Pulisic. Uh, even Zakaria. I mean, Zakaria's again is going to be gone. Um, they've played at the back, but they're being pushed forward the queue, and the, the young lads are just not getting a minute, and it's just not fair. So, and it's very, like I said before, it's very tone deaf by Lampard. Um, very surprising for a player usually prioritises young players. So, I'm not really sure what's going on there. Mm. Um, tepid. I mean, we're really scraping the barrel here. I think you've you guys have gone through. <laughs> 
Gallagher and Mudrick. I mean, I I don't think Mudrick was was very good, but Gallagher at least ran about. Um, I don't I I don't think I can give you anything. I'm sorry. I, I, you you name this section freezing and tepid, but there is, <laughs> there is no tepid players. So I, I guess it, I'll give a mention. I thought, thought Barry Shield was okay. I thought he was okay, Barry Shield. I'll give a mention to Kepper for for making some saves, but he's yeah, Kepper made two. Good. I thought world class saves. That's yeah, it. we'll we'll give him a shout out for being you know a good shot stopper, but nine, also nine stops yesterday. I think it was. Um, I actually transferred him out on FPL for a minus four, so that, that's that's classic. But uh, yeah, I mean that one from Ferguson, that save was a fantastic save. The header, so fair play. It's always been a good shot stopper, Kepper, but obviously a lot of other holes in his Unless game. Unless you shoot from outside the area, in which case, he yeah. Can't I mean, Chris it. said that the goal was. I mean, come on, it was a good goal. No, I mean that has to be saved. That wasn't a good goal. I'll give you McGinn, and I'll give you what was the other goal that that's been scored from long range against Kepper recently. So many. Don't know. Yep. Skip. I'm joking. No, can't give him a skip. <laughs> no, skip. not give him a skip. Stand, I'm right joking. Out. Joking. So what was the other? What was the other game that he had uh, a lot? He conceded a long shot against. Oh, oh Real Madrid. I'll give, I'll give you Real Madrid because it went through for Farner's legs. But I, I'm not giving you no. the, the goal, the Inciso goal yesterday. No way. There's got to save oh, for that. me. Wednesday was way worse than yesterday. Has to save that. It's a little bit like the Tillemans guy in the FA Cup. It'll be ever debated. A lot. Of oh people... no, it's the, the Wolves guy. Sorry, uh, I'll give you that. That was a good shot. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Okay, Nunes. Yeah, yeah, that, but, yeah that was a good goal. Yeah, the Nunes uh, goal. Yeah, fair enough. But um, but I'm not giving you that Antizo goal yesterday. That that's got to be saved. That, yeah, I mean, it was very re- reminiscent of the Tillemans goal because yeah, when, it's, when it's you're Tillemans watching, we're, we're obviously we're behind um, that, that goal in the shed. And the McGinn shot, I said this before, was like a bullet. It was literally like it was gone before you yeah, yeah. blinking, it was gone. That insisted, I was kind of watching it go in. Same, yeah. It's, it's almost like it's in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. It didn't look like it, it. I don't know. It was just a bizarre one. Like it reminded me of the Tielemans one. It was kind of like it, it didn't quite look right. Like it could have easily. He should have just tipped it over. I think Mendy tips it over. Absolutely. Um, Mendy saves that. There's no way that goes in under Mendy. Yeah, it, one of those. I think there's actually two or three goals that if Mendy was in goal, it would go in, personally. So it swings and roundabouts in that sense. We just think, well, look, we just need to do a goalkeeper. Simple. So. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> just, yeah. But neither of them are quite good enough. They're both number twos. Get a new goalkeeper to be number one. That's, that's it. Let's talk about Real Madrid. They come into the bridge with a 2-0 lead. And we probably need to be a little bit worried about that. Um, <laughs> I think we, we should probably start with the team and the team that we're, we, could, we can field. Because obviously we've got a few people who can't play. Uh, ben Chilwell and Koulibaly being two of them, which obviously creates a a situation in defence where we might need to look at either a different formation or we keep the same one and move people around. What do we think is the best course of action from a team selection formation point of view? I would I would start Chalaba as a centre back in and still and play a three four three. Um so and and keep Reese at right wing back and play Kukure at left wing back. That would be my answer for this I, I know this is obviously 
I think a bit going to be a, a a matter of debate amongst Chelsea fans. I don't think they're going to really agree on on the what to do because Chilwell is an important player for us, and not a lot a lot of people don't like Kukurea left wing back, even though we haven't really seen it very often. Um, but probably don't like his skill set or what they think he can do at, le- at left wing back. But I, I, I think we have absolutely no chance playing a four at the back formation um, against Real Madrid. So. I definitely wouldn't do that. So it's just about trying to manoeuvre people around to, to get this 3-4-3 three, three looking all right. And I think, yeah, James, Fafana, Silva, Chalaba and Kukurea would be my back five uh, in the game, I think. Um, I've got a bit of an out there suggestion that probably is going to get shot down. I think if you were really going to go for it, you could do what Potter used to do, maybe at... Um... Uh, when Salzburg away where he plays Kukurea left centre back and he maybe plays a Sterling at left wing back and I know that seems really silly but Danny Carvajal can be got at um, and we have nothing to lose if we try and play this game safe we will not win but Real Madrid will just see it out we cannot we have to go for them for the throat there's no point trying to manage the game and stay in the game they'll just see the game out they're just more they're much professional much more experienced than us they know I think how to Mudrick, get it done. Mudrick would be a better wing back than Sterling. Sorry, I think Mudrick would be a better wing. I yeah, don't yeah. Think I mean, I, I, it's an out there suggestion, but I think Kukurea, he's good at a lot of things. He's good at harrowing. He's good at you know kicking at the legs of players and getting in there. His final ball is atrocious from the from the wings. I'm sorry, it is he can't? I would say seventy percent of his crosses just from the eye test get cut out. Can't have that. We need somebody. We need some. We need somebody who can at least somewhat replicate Chilwell. We're kind of not. We're going to really, really struggle. We're going to be so lopsided. We're just going to be all attacking down Reese's side the whole time. So, for me, I would maybe do something like that. But it has to be three-four-three because three-four-three is a bit of a muscle memory. And there's an athletic piece recently where the Chelsea have got this muscle memory when it comes to you know three-four-three in the Champions League. The players need something that they know. There's so many things going on at the club. Like yeah, managers are going, new owner, new FP, FPP. Those of the squad are going to be leaving. They need something that they know. And three four three is comfortable for them. And what about what about central midfield? Then obviously that you you can choose between Kovacic, Enzo, and Kante. I think Kovacic has been poor the last couple of games. I think you have to play Kante and Enzo. I think Covers. I don't know what's happened to his form recently. He's been a bit of a weird. He'll match up again and play five three two. I think he actually will. I don't think you can play 5-3-2 because basically the midfielders needed by binoculars to see the attackers in the last game. And I can't see the game going any differently if we play 3-5-2. I, I agree. I, I don't think we should play I, I, I can't see... I don't see... Like, the game will be exactly the same. Like The, the massive problem with 3... Like I've said before, is you've got Kante and Kovacic in attacking areas. And Kovacic is in bad form. And they, they're not... that. We need goals. What about, what about what about up front in the front three two? Whatever it is. He didn't he didn't have Havertz in the squad yesterday, so you've got to imagine that he's dying. Um, it's got to be it's got to be Mount Sterling. It's got to be Mount Sterling Havertz. That's 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 the three. That's the three. You could, you, yeah. you, it wouldn't surprise to... me if he if he played that. Although I think Felix, you can't have Felix Craig. He, he doesn't press. You have to. If you, you, you've got to press Real Madrid, if we don't press them, we've got they're just going to get out all every time. Sorry, I was, I I was just going to say, I think that they, he didn't play in the game yesterday. He didn't start because he's going to play him on Tuesday. Not that I necessarily am desperate for him to play. I just, I don't think that he'll, I, th- I think he will start, Felix. I mean, he, I mean he, 
to throw it, like I said earlier, to, that's what I don't understand why Mount didn't get an hour yesterday because he's got 16 minutes in the last however, and now he's going to throw him in and start him. So he probably won't start Mount. So, yeah, but for me, it's got to be 3 4 3. You can't play 3 5 2 other last game. A 3 5, it was appalling. Some, some of the screenshots of like the players where we had basically no and then attack, or there was a huge gap. Basically, what happened is Enzo dropped really deep anyway. So we ended up having like a, a back six, basically. And then it's just a huge gap. And Enzo was just expected to spray these like perfect balls to everywhere. So it's just, yeah, just 3 4 3 and just go at Carver Howe. Carver Howe can be got at, especially by Mudrick. And we have to just go at their weaknesses. And that right side is a weakness for them. So um, that's what I would do. Just play an attacking um, left wing back. And you've got Kukurea there, who's very solid and can, yeah, can help out. Yeah, I think um, one of the issues we ran into in the, the first leg was they realised we didn't have any out ball down the wings and their, their fullbacks just pushed up to almost like the halfway line because there wasn't any threat at all, really. So we, we definitely need to be offering something. Um, I, I would like to see us go for it in terms of having some more attacking players. And 3-4-3 three, three seems like the right, the right setup for this game. And we've got what, what three attackers would you play, Chris? I think if we're playing 3-4-3, three, three, I agree that we should play Mount, Sterling and Havertz if we're going to press. If we're going to not press, then I would swap out um, Mount for Mudrick. So you definitely you wouldn't play Felix either at all? I, I agree. I don't think... I think Felix is a player you probably bring on depending on the circumstances. And then you, if you're bringing him on, you have to change the formation. I think he plays in a 10. By the way, like, we've played Joe Felix before when he was younger, in the knockout stages, don't remember him playing. Barely had a touch. Like, yeah. I just don't think he's mentally... I just don't think... He'd, I know I keep getting on the guy. He's just not... We don't need him. We need someone who can, can handle this occasion. We need like, a soundbite from the, uh, the first or second game, after the first or second game that Felix played when he scored against West Ham. And then about us talking yeah, about yeah, him. Yeah, hindsight's a wonderful thing. But since then, he's just... I, I just... All I'm saying is, for, we'll talk about that, I just cut this bit like 80 million, it's just like, you know, just not about that. But like, I think Havertz, Sterling, Mount is our best chance in terms of pressing on and off the ball and actually the quality um, to, to get it done. That's the only way I can see it. Look. So, yeah. What do we think of um, predictions then going into this game? I mean... I don't know if Bowley's going to invite Tom Cruise because it's, uh, it's Mission Impossible, to be honest. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go 2-1 Madrid, I think. Wow. Greg? I'm going to go 1-1 one, one on the night, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, something like that, 2-1. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I think we could play well. Just If we get the first goal and the, if, if we get the first goal and the crowd get up, we've got a chance. If Ram would you get the first goal, obviously it's game over. So. I'm going to go for a famous night at the bridge. 3-0. What a game. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, mate. <laughs> I mean, that's a literal, that's a definition of no comment. But, uh, <laughs> to have them not scoring is, uh, <laughs> is um, yeah, a bit yeah. very optimistic, Chris, but I love yeah, the optimism. Could happen, mate. mate. Could happen, yeah. After after Vinicius' performance last week, Kepa had to make three hundred saves in the first half. To not have them scoring is is yeah. 
So. Is this a 90 minute 3 0, Chris, or 2 0 and then. Yeah, yeah, no, we're going for 90 minutes. Last last second. Mudrick Hattrick. Yeah, Havertz. Havertz with a couple. Just get the ball we'll over give, the top to Mudrick. And we'll give, uh, give one to Mount as well. He deserves one. <laughs> I mean, you say over the top to Mudrick. Put Mudrick and Carvial. They might have a problem, but. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's too... Uh, yeah, we just joked aside, we're all absolutely praying that we can do something in this game, but we're very deflated at the moment. And But look, Champions League, Sanford Bridge, um, it'll be that thing where the bus comes in, like last time me and Craig were there, where the, there's atmosphere created by the fans and there's a meet-up and a bit of like a, a sort of like a festival vibe before the game, get the game like going and get the crowd going. At Sanford Bridge, Champions League, special things can happen. And if we score first and they get a bit nervy, I mean, the only thing I'll say is last year when they were two up, uh, three one up from the first leg, they were complacent, Real Madrid. And they have been known to be complacent in these spots sometimes. So maybe if we get the first goal, we can, you know, maybe, but that's, I mean, I'm, I'm really clutching straws there, I think. Well, um, Madrid have only won four of their last nine away games. Yeah, they, the they, are, they, are, they, are, they are chalk and cheese home and away. So... There's more hope, and again, if we get the first goal, but it's just stopping them scoring. If they score, we've got to score three minimum, and I mean, I'm scoring three at the moment. I mean, we just like we got lucky. If this game is one nil from the Bernabeu, T Rex Kepper had actually saved that shot. <laughs> it's like I feel so much better about the uh, wow. T Rex Kepper about mm. this game. But yeah, I think he might start Mendy. You never know, but I don't, I don't think so. Good do. I, I, mean, I doubt Mendy, it. He's played no Mendy, minutes. I don't even remember. Mendy made probably one of the most important saves in the club's history around Madrid at home. Do you remember when we were all watching that Benzema right in the corner? Yeah. That was like unbelievable save. I think, I think it was nil-nil at the time. Yeah. Um, and that is probably one of the most important saves in Chelsea history. So yeah. maybe just get him on and get that going. So I don't know. But uh, yeah. Well, we look forward to the Madrid game and we hope... Um, but first, we've got to do a quiz. It's not Bob Brady. It's, it's not Bob Barker. It's Bob Brady. So anyway, yeah, I'm. Uh, I've got the quiz master's back. Should we, should we cut that? Should we cut that? Do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, the quiz master's back because uh, I know I was away, boys. We didn't bother with a quiz last week. What's all that about? Yeah, we. Uh... We fell to the we fell to the pressure. I was, I think I. I was well, to be fair, Chris, after your last attempt, mate, probably best off. <laughs> I'm like the we players. We only had a two day turnaround. Yeah. Well, just you should have these quizzes pre prepped anyway. Anyway, right. So the quiz master's back. We've got a fairly decent one this week. So, when was the last time Chelsea overturned? Uh, Napoli. Yeah, I was going to say Napoli. No, just calm down, calm down. When was the last time Chelsea overturned? A two-leg deficit in the in a CL quarterfinal uh, at the Bridge. Napoli. Can you name the year? Napoli again. It's not Napoli. Obviously, it's not Napoli. It's not Napoli. It's not Napoli. What year versus who? Let's name the team, stuff like that. See how much we can get. I think was it PSG? It was PSG. Right. Well right, done. Yeah. Um, and it was twenty. 15. Close. You're very close. 2016. 2014. Oh, I was you know the manager was then? 
the manager. Yeah. Mourinho? Yeah, Mourinho. It was Mourinho's first season back. Um, nice. Yeah. Before he won the league the year after. Uh, did, we, did we know the score in the first leg? 3 1. 3 1. Yeah, 3 1. Did Oscar, we scored a penalty? Yeah, it was Hazard scored a penalty. Oh, Hazard, sorry, yeah. yeah. We went 1 0 down the first leg and Hazard leveled it up. But in a David Luiz own goal, David Luiz, who was uh, you know, pimping himself out for his future career at PSG, um, he, uh, <laughs> he scored an own goal against PSG. And then Pastore scored 3 1 at the end, looked like he killed the tie off. I think so we were there at that game. I wasn't at that game. I was. I watched this game in Barcelona. I think. Oh, okay. Maybe it was a different one. We lost to Paris. <laughs> yeah. So we could talk about to the bridge. Very similar situation to this. I mean, I guess it was a bit different because it was away goals. So um, we were three-one behind, and then do you know what happened at the bridge? We beat them. Hopefully, I think we we won two-nil. The first goal was scored by God. Who scored this? The first goal in this game. Think of a guy at the end of a fantastic Fabregas assist, but at another time. <laughs> I always remember this goal. Scoring the World Cup final. I think he's retired now. What you got for me, Chris? World Cup final. Which one? Against Brazil. He scored a World Cup final against Brazil and he's now retired. German. He actually he came on in this game, I believe, right? And then scored like straight away. Yeah, ha- yeah, that's right. Hazard got injured. Hazard must have been injured. Yeah, yeah he did so go Hazard... off injured. Yeah, we were relying on him. They tried to rush him back for this game and Mourinho was like, I guess, <laughs> get in the team. <laughs> we need you. And yeah, I think he went off after five or ten minutes because obviously he was just injured. And uh, Sherlock came on, scored immediately and then the and then there was another crucial sub. Frank Lampard came off. Actually, Frank Lampard, you know, came off. Didn't like coming off Frank, but Frank Lampard came off after an hour, and somebody else came on for him and got the winner. Demba Bar. It was Demba Bar. Yeah, three minutes to go from an Aspilicueta cross, I think. Yeah. Well, I think I'm pretty sure Aspilicueta was shooting actually, but <laughs> yeah. So that was two 0 when we uh, went through. To the semi-finals, do you remember we played in the semi-finals that year? Atletico Madrid. Yeah, that was the day Diego, and we played a certain Diego Costa, who uh, did, you know, and next season he was a Chelsea player. We went out to we ran out to Atletico Madrid. So, is that the year that um, Eto booted uh, Costa in the box or someone? I can't remember. Gave away a penalty. I think it was something in the, like that. Yeah. In the second yeah. leg, yeah. Uh, fantastic Atletico Madrid team. Courtois, Courtois, the best game he's ever played at the bridge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll and see him uh, on uh, on Tuesday night. I'm sure we'll get a good reception, <laughs> especially from you, Craig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was the quiz. Yeah, so good knowledge there, boys. So yeah, it was uh, that was that was um, well getting on for well nine years ago. So about time we turned another one around, I think. I, um, really? I'll never forget that game because um, when Denver, but I was sitting in the West End lower that, that, that for that game, um, and when we scored Denver, Bar, someone in front of me <laughs> turned around and ran up about what fifteen or twenty rows in the stand and like started like pushing these guys who were obviously Paris Saint Germain fans. It was absolutely <laughs> crazy. Um, I don't know how he knew they were there, but uh, yeah, it was a, a bizarre moment, but a great moment. 
I mean, no. 2-0 will get us into the extra time at least, so there's hope. So let's see. There's always hope. Yeah. Um, chip in a chair. Chip in a chair. Every week. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> chip in a chair. Um, that's all we've got time for today. Uh, regardless of the result, we will be back next week. For more updates on all things the SCR, you can follow us on Twitter at EatSleepChelsea and Instagram at EatSleepChelseaRepeat. As always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be. And thanks for listening.